This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity. With these recent takedowns, again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. My understanding is that uh, the top officials of the Pentagon, when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre seemed to rule out any extraterrestrial activity. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft, period. I don't think there's any more that needs to be said there. So twice yesterday in a matter of minutes, White House, don't worry about aliens. Guess what I'm doing right now? I'm worrying about aliens now. No, you're not. <laughs> not. No, you are not. I a, can't believe this. We're safe here in the U.S. because there's no sign of intelligent life. <laughs> John, make a brief stop and go right on, huh? Come here and go, yeah, just as advertised. Look at your watch. Boom. We're out. I do find it humorous that twice yesterday, Corinne Jean-Pierre just said it. John Kirby, who, by the way, does not instill a lot of confidence for me as head of security, uh... It's twice they got us. I just find that a little odd. Well, I love a good conspiracy theory, uh, but I don't know that I'm down with the aliens right now. I, you know, what's most interesting to me is that for the first time, I think in not for the first time, but, you know, before the balloons, what were we talking about? Exactly. We were talking about classified documents, and that was all we were talking about. And guess what we're not talking about now? It was a very conveniently timed balloon. Has anyone checked the White House? Like, do we have extra balloons in there? Are they just blowing them up and floating them around when things go wrong? Because then people are like, hey, China, you know, who cares about classified documents if China's spying on us? Squirrel! That's what it is. It's the squirrel theory. That's And, dude, I'm right behind you on that. Like, all of a sudden, they're not talking about Hunter Biden. By the way, James Comer has come out and said he, he signed his name to a letter that Politico published a couple of years ago. It said, oh, the stuff with the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop as it relates to utilizing and leveraging his dad's name for political influence and game. James Comer signed on to a letter that Politico, in their headline, said the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing, Russian disinformation. James Comer, who put his name to that letter is going no a politico misrepresented that article that was over two years ago and so these people are just now coming out and 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 saying these things so we're not talking about that we're not talking about classified documents we're talking very little about the poor economy we're going to fix that this morning here on wake up mid-missouri congressman jason smith is calling in and he did a kind of a series of workshops as a matter of fact he was in virginia and one of the things he did because understand when we talk about the economy and how much we're paying for things this is not some old cranky white guy out in the front yard in a bathrobe with a rolled up newspaper yelling at the ah this economy and complaining about today's state of affairs that's not what this is these are facts and the real stories behind them, and that is the, the, the people here in America that are hurting since Joe Biden became president. We knew all of these things. We knew it was going to happen. And now you have millions of regretful Biden voters standing around going, what happened? What happened? Well, you put Joe in office. That's what happened. These aren't just cranky old guy conservative talking points. These are facts. So Congressman Jason Smith, he's going to be here at 810. Uh, talking about that here on the show. Well, and two other things about him that I think are significant. Number one, he is also going to meet uh, with the governor today at the State House in Jefferson City. A lot of people don't realize that. That is on the governor's public schedule for today. Not sure on the time, probably the afternoon. 
but I think more importantly for what you're just talking about, you're talking about regretful Biden voters. He represents a district, Brandon, that in 1980, sprawling as it is today, much like the same, only had one Republican state representative, zero Republican state senators. Today, every single state senator, every single state representative in that 30-county district, 31 now, are Republicans. It used to be the biggest Democratic stronghold, a stronghold in the state. It is now a Republican stronghold. Donald Trump won that district by 56 points. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. That, of course, Brian Housworth. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. John Marsh is here. Yes, sir. Good morning. Producer Hannah's there. Hello. Uh, 874-9390. Anybody going to the parade tomorrow? Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl. Here's the deal. It's starting uh, at noon in Kansas City. Why don't they just do it along I-70? Like from St. Louis all the way to Kansas City. Right down uh, the, the all four lanes of I-70. How cool of a parade would that be? Uh, starts at noon tomorrow. It's going to be at Grand Boulevard. If you're familiar with Kansas City, Grand Boulevard and 6th Street. And if you think back to the to the big victory parade we had a couple of years ago, it is going to be a good time. 250,000 Missourians just recently. 200, quarter of a million of us recently. Try, and I don't know what kind of success, if we were met with success or not. 250,000 of us, at least that we know of, tried doing this. Tried illegally betting on this on the Super Bowls. Yeah. It's against the law. Yeah. So how do we get, how is that stopped? How is that, so I can get onto any of these websites, I go on and I can try to place a bet. You ever tried doing this, John? No, not me. So what would happen if John Marsh got onto one of these, uh, like the Sports King, whatever the website? Punch are. up DraftKings.com. It'll tell you, sorry. Really? Yeah, so there's um, specific companies, and I think reported yesterday uh, was data from GeoComply. Um, they're a company that spe- uh, that it, it, their specialty is basically uh, catching your virtual location. So they're they're trying to pinpoint where you are when you're doing that activity and beyond. You know, sports betting, they do iGaming, they do some crypto and some like video streaming. You know, there are certain certain places where you can do certain things and certain other places where you can't do things. So their whole job is to pinpoint people. And according to GeoComply, uh, more than 250,000 attempts from Missouri. Uh, there were there were 250,000 attempts to bet on the Super Bowl. Um, and so obviously, you know, people are trying like offshore stuff and, you know, to get around these things. But if you were, you know, trying to use a legal website, um, you know, geo, basically GeoComply hits and says, nope, you're in Missouri. Uh, you can't do that from Missouri right now. Um, now, of course, if you walked across State Road Line or what is it? State Line Road in Kansas and, you know, was standing on the other side of the road, it should hit and say, oh, you're in Kansas. You can now bet. Congressman Billy Long, who guest co-hosted one day last week, says legend has it that there is a, uh, and I forget the name of it, man, but apparently it sits on the Kansas-Oklahoma-Missouri border. And it's almost like this big gravel parking lot, almost, you know, something you'd pass by on the interstate. But apparently sports gambling is legal there because nobody's quite sure who has jurisdiction over this business that straddles 
Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri. Hmm. Well, it, it's interesting to me because, you know, a lot of data is coming out about what happened in, with respect to the Super Bowl. And yesterday you were talking about the map that you saw about who was supporting who. And you said, yeah, you know, here in the Midwest, it was, you know, everyone for the Chiefs over on the East in a couple of states. It was, yep, all of the Eagles. But in the rest of the country, everyone's like, I don't care. And uh, it bears out uh, the Nevada sports books took in $153 million in Super Bowl bets, and that's down from the almost $180 million bet um, in a record in last year. Now, they're expecting bigger betting next year because I believe it's going to be in Vegas. Uh, and so they're thinking big-time sports betting next year. Um, but, yeah, apparently a lot of Missourians don't know the law. And ignorance of the law is no defense. Uh, so just FYI. Marsh, I took your advice. I'm trying to get on to DraftKings here, and it wants a username and password. And so I entered a password, and, and it says in big red letters, weak. It's a weak password. Weak. Weak. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five is, is a weak password, Brandon. P A S S W O R D. That's another good. Uh, <laughs> Mahomes is a good one people are using now. Oh, I like, yeah. Uh, Mahomes, he was on CNN yesterday. Oh, really? Apologizing to Jake Tapper. Oh, I'm feeling good. It's been a roller coaster, uh, and I, I appreciate it. Sorry, I made you have a little bit of a rough night, but uh, we had a great time. It was a great game, and uh, we're at Disneyland now. So Jake Tapper, apparently a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. So he was apologizing to Jake. Hey, man, sorry your night sucked, but but look at me and my MVP trophies. And I'm hanging out with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and the kids. And I'm the, going to Disneyland. <laughs> and the family. I was looking at the Philadelphia Inquirer. I always like to see what local news outlets are saying as it relates to some of the big stories and some of the headlines in the Philadelphia in, uh, Inquirer. Uh, da -da -da -da. The fumble, the penalty, the receivers, Eagles issues at the Super Bowl. Chiefs Andy Reid brushes off retirement. Remember Chiefs Andy Reid. I wonder, Philadelphia, they hate everybody in Philadelphia, don't they? This is the same. These are the same sports fans <laughs> that one time pelted Santa Claus with snowballs. Yep. Those darn Phillies fans, much less the Eagles fans. Uh, da -da -da -da. The Eagles weren't good enough for what could have been. Oh, and then also in the Philadelphia Inquirer, one of the headlines, what happens with all the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl championship gear? <laughs> and usually, typically, the stuff goes to, like, third world countries. That's what they should do. They should take it down to the Mexican border and hand it out. And, and our comment would be, well, haven't they had a rough enough time already without having to wear Eagles gear? Marsh with points at only 618 <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Those Maybe those will come up when we do winners and losers of the week on a feel-good Friday at 825. By the way, um, 835, we're doing that on Friday. Uh, Super Bowl, 113 million people watched it. Third most watched program in television history. It's behind a couple of uh, other Super Bowls. Uh, I think it was like 100, an average of 113 million at one point, there were 118 million watching the halftime show, which people seem, from what I hear, universally dismissed. I never, ever watched the halftime shows. I did this time, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> you were awake for it this time? I was awake. Yeah, maybe that's why. I was. And I was like, and I'm not like, oh, I like Rihanna, but I thought the halftime show, I thought it was... Decent, but I think I'm in the minority. Most people seem to think they were not necessarily big fans of the halftime show, and I don't. And see, I would disagree. Yeah? Most of people in my crowd, maybe a little closer to my age, everyone thought it was pretty good. I'm kind of in the, it was good, but it wasn't anything that blew my socks off, but I liked it. She's calling you old. Mm, well, maybe that's tactfully, why. Tactfully, tactfully. Maybe, maybe that's why I like, but uh, it's, it seemed most of what I've heard, people like, 
Yeah, it was okay. And I think it's because people want that boom, boom, where you get this artist for 90 seconds and then this artist and that artist. I was surprised that she didn't bring anybody else in. Especially Jay-Z, since they've partnered up before. Uh, and I thought she's, uh, Rihanna, there are some songs like Love on the Brain. Like, I know some Rihanna songs, right? You were singing that in the green room the other day. Umbrella, my umbrella. Like, I know some of these. Oh. <laughs> Let's move forward. Daily DC Rundown coming up a few minutes from now. What do you have for us, Steph? Well, I love it when folks uh, fulfill their campaign promises. And the GOP is fulfilling one by launching a... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. We'll read out yet if the air is breathable. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. So why is Buzz Lightyear from a toy story getting us into today's daily DC run rundown? Well, let's get some explanation. Here's Stephanie Bell. Well, the White House yesterday had to say no need for concern about aliens. And twice, they Yeah, said. twice. So a lot of people are stirred up trying to figure out where these balloons slash whatever they are are floating through. Apparently, there have been at least four uh, downed balloons or other objects and... While the White House is saying, no, no, it's not aliens, they're not saying what it is or where it came from or anything else, which is just causing the rumor mill to swirl uh, even more quickly, especially on the Internet. What are we talking more about? Because they've said twice within a matter of minutes yesterday. And here's the other thing. We talk about the reputation precedes them. Uh, we saw it on full display last week during the State of the Union. The President of the United States of America, according to USA Today and CNN and PolitiFact, told lie after lie after lie as he addressed uh, a full body of Congress and 30 million American people. So they have a reputation, kind of like Columbia Public School District. Anything they do, they have a well-deserved, poor reputation. So when you tell us it's not aliens, is it natural to think, you know what, maybe there is something to us? Yes, because they lie to us all the time. I think you're right. Um, also, uh, you know, I love when somebody actually fulfills their campaign promises. It's rare these days, I think. Uh, but the GOP promised, uh, if they won the majority, that they were going to launch some various investigations, Hunter Biden, federal government weaponization. Um, but they're also launching an investigation into the COVID origins. Um, and so, you know, there's so many unanswered questions. We've got lots of them beyond the balloons, uh, Supreme Court leaker, uh, <laughs> origins of COVID. And, and, you know, I think the Democrats want us to forget, you know, and just move on. But, uh, you know, some of the representatives are saying, hey, look. Like, we still don't know where this thing came from. And for future generations, future for our own good, we need to be able to predict, prepare, prevent. It matters where this stuff came from. And we still don't know. And that's unacceptable. And so uh, they sent out a bunch of letters, uh, the House Oversight Committee, to try to gather more information. And they're going to actually, hopefully, dig a little bit deeper. And I think there's a couple of significant pieces of COVID stuff uh, in the news this morning. This from Bloomberg uh, Financial. Face masks ability to stop viruses needs study. And they're putting that politely and they cite this um, they cite this study. Uh, Life Sciences Company. And their talk it was the Cochrane 2023 Cochrane Review. Gold standard analysis of medical research. Uh, and they're saying, you know, again, we're going to and they're not the first people to question the efficacy of, of masks. Uh, they're saying, hey, we, we're we not real sure. Now, because see, at the time, oh, this is good, and the vaccine, and do this, and do this, and now that we're removed from it, and we've got some experience under our belts, there is a growing body of medical professionals and people going, 
huh, maybe it wasn't everything we said it was cracked up to be. And you think some people involved in some of those decisions would be on the chopping block? So far, not really, but guess who is on the chopping block? Uh, the architect of the... Did you know we had an architect of the Capitol? Did not know that. Uh, Brett Blanton, he is in charge of like all of the Capitol grounds, the congressional buildings, all of these things. But apparently, he made a couple of boo-boos, and that was he let his daughter and his wife drive his company... Or his... Uh, his government car, that's a no-no. Um, apparently, he, at one point, misrepresented himself as a law enforcement official. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Um, and then he was just completely absent on January 6th. Uh, and so they said, it's time for you to go. It was a work-from-home day. Apparently. It was a home day. Also, uh, no one knows who they want to vote for in 2024. There's a complete lack of enthusiasm. I liked this quote. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And I am so excited that you get to experience a bit of the thoughts I hear every single day. Enjoy. Chris, 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 Chris. Arps.com is the website. C-H-R-I-S. Chris for Arps. C-H-R-I-S. Dot com. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris works too. You go Chris, Chris, Chris for, do most people call you Chris or Christopher? Uh, most people call me Chris and now I've got to buy another domain because you said Arps.com. Thanks. Uh, on- <laughs> <laughs> we're we're well, hey we're trying to generate local income for local businesses. So if you're a local business, you contact Chris Arps at ChristopherArps.com or ChrisArps.com. Say so, hey, heard John wake up mid Missouri this morning with Brandon Rather, Seventy Bell, John Marsh, Brian Hosworth, and producer Hannah. And they had a really good idea. You should buy a third domain name, Arps.com. But when you do go to that website, just by virtue of you listening, uh, I'm guessing you're going to like a lot of the different articles and things that Chris posts on his website. He's from uh, he's from uh, right here in Missouri. As a matter of fact, now has his own afternoon talk show in St. Louis. That's not our doing. That's just we recognize the talent long before other people did. So he didn't get the afternoon talk show in St. Louis because of us. But I don't know that it's purely I, I don't know that it's coincidental that you got the show after you started doing appearances. <laughs> well, those are very kind words, and I'm sure it probably helped out tremendously. And I just want to say before we get uh, going here, great to see you this weekend, and great to uh, see Stephanie as well. Uh, what a gr- great weekend. Sorry I couldn't stay longer. By the way, the story, who's I did not know this, uh, mm-hmm. but the, the Capitol has an architect, or the architect dude was fired. Yes. Like the, and I don't know, but apparently he was letting his wife and daughter use a company vehicle. It's especially mm-hmm. frustrating because Chris is paying for that car. You're paying for that car. <laughs> I'm paying for that for that car. I think what I think it I think it was an uh, accumulation of things, but I think the the thing that really got him fired from what I've read is that on January 6th, he was nowhere to be found. Yeah, but it was it was an at-home work day. <laughs> you could work oh, okay. from the office. You could pick your you pick your days. Yeah. Huh? Oh, January. Yeah, that's in the manual on riot days. You can work from home. I'm gonna work from home. Um, but and here's why I get frustrated with that specifically, where my taxpayer dollars and apparently the the daughter was driving the car doing 60 in a 35 mile an hour zone, and people were calling her on it. She stuck her fingers. She was, she was flipping people off. But here's. I get so mad. Here's my government taxpayer dollars. They're going so that his wife and daughter could drive this, I'm assuming, a very nice government vehicle. Over the weekend, Friday, I'm in Springfield for statewide link of days, hanging out with Chris and Becky Arps. Saturday morning, I get up really early because I'm going to hang out with Marsh uh, at the Chili Cook-Off. 
in Jefferson City. While this is happening, uh, my sister calls and she might want to need to get together in Wentzville. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I have a company vehicle. It's not a taxpayer-funded vehicle. <laughs> I drive, instead of from Springfield to Jefferson City, instead of stopping in Jefferson City, I come all the way back to Columbia, drop off the company vehicle, get into my personal car, go down, back down to where I just came from, Jefferson City, uh-huh. so that then I would be able to go to Wentzville afterwards and not have to use a company car. It was kind of like, you talk about uh, gymnastics and trying to figure out the day, and I'm going to guess... The company probably would not have had an issue with me taking the company car to Winsville to visit with my sister. But it's not their you know business what? to pay for my gas money on that. Right. And that's why I get especially frustrated about this. And I admire that. I think the listeners and we admire your honesty and integrity because you could have done that and gotten away with it. No one would have known. But uh, that's, that's a good gesture. I, I like that. And this guy didn't take one trip to visit his sister. Apparently, his v- he racked up 30,000 miles on this car, which was about triple what they had expected him to use. Uh, well, uh, well, and it's that and the bigger picture of fraud and waste in government. As a matter of fact, Congressman Jason Smith, he's here at 810. He's doing a hearing this week on the amount of fraud that's happened with the COVID relief dollars. And, and I, you know, we don't like to do I told you so. But several years ago, when he said, oh, we're just going to start throwing out money left and right, there were a bunch of us smart people like you, Chris, who were saying, okay, but, boy, this is ripe for fraud. We've seen incredible cases, even here in mid-Missouri. Uh, and nationwide numbers uh, in the billions. So it's part of that bigger picture of, of fraud and waste in the government, whether it's directly the government throwing money at people or somebody letting their daughter drive around in their company yeah. vehicle. And that's really just, you know, I hate to say this, but it's really just par for the course when you're talking about mm-hmm. government and huge sums of money. There's going to be fraud. Uh, there's going to be abuse. You remembered when uh, Barack Obama was president and they passed this uh, the $1 trillion stimulus bill, and uh, Vice President Joe Biden at the time was in charge of implementing that and making sure it runs, uh, runs good. And remember, he was warning. He warned uh, people, you know, we're going to be watching this uh, program uh, for fraud and abuse, so don't cheat and steal any of the money because we're going to be watching you. I don't know if you remember that, but, I mean, it's just known. And you're talking about this amount of money. People are going to think you're not watching. The government's not watching close enough. They're not, you know, if we're spending trillions of dollars, they're not going to miss, you know, a couple of hundred thousand or here and there, which eventually does add up and you, and you do get caught. Uh, and by the way, coming back for that chili cook-off, uh, definitely worth it. Our uh, The person who made our special batch chili for that chili cook-off, which benefits Camp Quality and uh, Navy Club Number no. 5, mm-hmm. did a great event there. Um, we got second place for an, uh, for an organization. And it was Are you going to be a hater and not tell who won? Uh, who, John, who did win that? You, you would put me on the spot, wouldn't you? <laughs> there are every, every, the winners, you're, the kids were the real winners. Everybody there was a go. winner. Camp Quality was the winner. All right, our guest this morning hanging out with us here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, uh, Chris Arps from ChristopherArps.com. Chris, we just heard from Fox News that Nikki Haley has thrown her hat into the ring, and she's been interesting, even kind of ironic as a daughter of uh, immigrants herself. She's mm-hmm. always taken a very high, uh, a, the high road, but a tough road on immigration. What do you think of Nikki Haley? Well, 
Well, you know, Nikki Haley was was very popular when she was in the Trump administration. Um, when she left, uh, she her popularity kind of dimmed a bit. But I admire her for jumping in this race early and taking on uh, Donald Trump. You know, she's going to be the one that uh, he's going to uh, uh, direct most of his fire against now since she's the declared candidate. So I admire her for that. I don't know how much traction um, she will gain. Uh, the, as I said, the grassroots uh, don't seem to admire her as they once did. But what's also interesting when you talk about the 2024 uh, presidential sweepstakes is Tim Scott. Uh, his name has been uh, rumored to be running for president. He established a PAC yesterday. And I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but he plans on being in South Carolina on Thursday, the day after uh, Nikki Haley makes her big announcement. Let me ask you this. How big of a pick would he? Because here's the thing, everybody, and they get mad whenever I start talking facts about Donald Trump. Love Donald Trump, really don't think. As a matter of fact, there's new polling right now that says within the Republican Party, he would, depending on which poll you look at, but the latest one this morning, according to Real Clear Politics, he would beat Ron DeSantis. And what I tell people, that's great. That's good. But you got to get, you got to quit thinking about just Republicans. If you want a Republican in the White House, you got to think outside of your own party. And you got to get those people that aren't in either tent. And that's what we have failed. Or that's what Republicans, they have failed. They have failed uh, to do that. But that's why I think somebody like Tim Scott, number one, his his political chops, his conservative way of life, his American way of life, uh, hits, he checks everything, just what we want. But I think that he would have enough appeal to some of those, and some analogies is because of his, his color. Uh, I think he could get a lot more support from outside the Republican tent. What's your take? Oh, I agree with that 100%. You know, you remember last year, uh, along with Cory Booker, they tried to pass a police reform bill. Um, uh, Senator Tim Scott passed uh, a couple of years ago a uh, very important bill called Opportunity Zones, uh, which uh, designates certain areas and in inner city communities as uh, special zones where uh, government funding can come in to build housing, to uh, help with entrepreneurship and things of that nature. So I think he has a lane uh, when it comes to that, because there's no other person really within the Republican Party can talk about urban issues the way that he can. The, the thing about Tim Scott that worries me is I don't know if he has enough fire in the belly uh, to run for president. It's very grueling. Uh, you know, politics is not being bad. You're going to take a lot of incoming. And he's such seems like such a mild-mannered guy. I, I don't know if he has the fortitude uh, to run for president. Chris Arps, chrisarps.com, hanging out with us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, when we come back, do want to talk about some impactful things here in the state of Missouri. Maybe some of your big takeaways from statewide Lincoln Day. Statewide Lincoln Day is something that happens every year. It's like KC, St. Louis, or Springfield. It should really, it should be in Columbia. I think we have the capacity to host it. What better location than Columbia, Missouri for a statewide Lincoln Democrats Day. there. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, Sorry. But some, so, and it's just like anybody who's anybody in politics comes to these things and you get a chance to bend the ears of people like our attorney general. A lot of times the governor is there, state lawmakers there. Even more than just the law enforcement type of department. Jefferson City Mayor Kerry Turgeon talking about what to do with recreational weed tax shedding with our news partners at ABC 17. One of the things I uh, noticed, I haven't been by any dispensary since they went legal uh, 
um, I don't know, 10 <laughs> days ago. Uh, when I was in Springfield, my hotel, which was apparently in the real nice part of town, <laughs> happened to be right by a dispensary. Man, uh, 4 o'clock Friday afternoon, they had drive two drive through windows open, packed, cars in the parking lot. I'm like, wow. Uh, it's crazy. I just go back to my time as uh, growing up here in Missouri and thinking that this day would ever come. It's here. Anyhow, uh, welcome to the show. Wake up mid-Missouri. Our guest, Christopher Arps, this morning, also in Springfield uh, over the weekend. Arps was there. And um, so this is just a big political event where you get people like the governor will show up. The attorney general was there. A whole bunch of folks were there. Uh, I had one. I had a great conversation with State Senator Bill Igel. Um, mm-hmm. who basically, my, well, uh, no, but, <laughs> uh, we had a situation last year, the whole thing with the maps and he basically, his office was demanding to come on this show so they could pee on Caleb Browden's uh, fire hydrant. I get what they were trying to do. It's just the way they went about it. But right. you know what? Uh, just because we disagree doesn't mean we couldn't stop in uh, chat. I had a pretty lengthy convert, probably more than 10 minutes with him about, oh, okay, oh. what's going on in the Senate? And I took something away from that. It was very memorable. As a matter of fact, I believe he is going to be on the show this week. I said, oh, how's right. it going? Yeah, how's it going in the Senate? He's like, well, you know, tenuous was not the word that he used, but that was my takeaway. And he said this to me, and I thought this was pretty cool. He said, Caleb Rowden and I, this other state senator, another state senator, Caleb Rowden and I are getting together on a weekly basis and we're talking. And I thought that was really cool. And Bill Igel, he's, that's one of those things I would think kind of out of character for him because he's kind of the bull in the china shop, maybe, yeah. for, for good reasons. But anyhow, so that was one of my big takeaways is yeah. that you've got folks in there. Okay, let's put our differences aside for the betterment of the folks of Missouri. A couple of big things for you. And, you know, I think what helps with that, Brandon, is it's not an election year. I think one of the reasons why we had a lot of rancor in the Senate, because uh, uh, Bill Igel and, and uh, the pack that he uh, runs, they were supporting a lot of candidates uh, to come into the Senate. So I think they were trying to make it as rancorous as possible to try to draw lines between uh, so-called rhinos and conservatives. And now that it's not an election year, um, we see that things are, are different. I don't think there's a, uh, a coincidence there. But, you know, uh, attendance was down a little bit at this Lincoln Days. It's what you'd expect from an off-year election. But the excitement uh, was very high. And why shouldn't we? I mean, we've got super majorities in the legislature. Um, we've got a new senator. We've got two new congressmen. We have a new state treasurer new, and new auditor. We've swept an attorney general as well. We swept the statewide offices so very very excited there was a lot of buzz around the keynote speaker who was congressman byron donald if you remember he received five or six votes for speaker during that uh, episode in january and it really makes me uh, happy to see brandon three years in a row missouri lincoln days has had uh, african-american as the keynote speaker uh, two years ago was uh, burgess owens last year was winsome sears lieutenant governor of virginia and uh, this year, of course, was Byron Donald, congressman from Florida. So there was a lot of buzz, especially uh, Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel uh, came in on Saturday to address 
uh, the GOP committee members and the grassroots activists about the election or recent reelection and all of the controversies that were surrounded surrounding that. She talked for about 45 minutes, took questions. As you can guess, uh, some of the people were not happy with her answers or happy with her. But I, I have to admire her uh, for coming and doing that. Now, you and had before and before I just want to say that it was nice to see Representative Reich, Tony Lupo. Missouri Pachyderm president and former state rep Sarah Walsh. Oh, it really was. I got a chance to catch up with Representative Walsh as well. But you got a chance to catch up with Ronna McDaniel one on one. What you know? Did you get any uh, you know insights that maybe she didn't say from the stage? And no, you know, what was it, your reaction to her? And then also, you know, a lot of people said I don't like the direction of the party. Does she have any plans to change based on the challenge from Harmeet Dillon? One minute, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, the videos that I did, I didn't really go into anything hard policy since it was Lincoln Days. I kept them kind of light. But with Ronna McDaniel, we're going to be putting some videos out of, of her talk where she addressed uh, talking about the flowers, all the money that was spent, um, the candidate. She said, look, you know, the, uh, the comparison was made as a coach. If the coach is not doing well, you know, you fire the coach. If the team is not doing well, she said, yeah, I may be the coach, but I didn't pick the team. And so she was very combative uh, during her 45 minutes, but uh, it was very enlightening. Uh, so I know why you were at Missouri State Lincoln, Daisy. You were hired to scoop ice cream, apparently. That's one of the videos you can see. Uh, go to well, the web- I didn't get hired, unfortunately. I think I got free ice cream. Uh, Chris Arps. Uh, Chris Arps. <laughs>